Welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dolores Semeraro, former corporate PR girl and digital communication specialist, now hospitality speaker and trainer on a mission to help travel companies and tourism organizations to restore travel confidence. Truth Behind Travel Podcast is a weekly interview series in conversation with tourism industry leaders and travel professionals about what goes on in the industry today, how do we embark on the journey to travel recovery, and restore confidence in travel. Truth Behind Travel brings you the key facts to help you travel once again, better, easier, and smarter. On today's episode, we're talking about hospitality workforce during this difficult time. We often focus on travel recovery for domestic and international tourism. Yet, we all need to take a moment to consider what is happening to the workforce of the tourism and travel industry. What's the mood, the expectations, the trust, and most importantly, what has been done to ensure that hospitality organizations are taking care of the people working and supporting this industry every day. Join me on the show today, I have the Group Director of Human Resources and Talent Development at Fairmont Hotels, based in Nairobi, in Kenya, Ms. Bite Wamba. Let's hear it directly from her. Welcome back to the program and welcome, Bite, on Truth Behind Travel. Thank you. Thank you, Dolores, for inviting me to this podcast. You are based in Nairobi. Yes, I am. I've been a HR practitioner for now 12 years, and nine of those have been working at uh, Fairmont. Uh, Fairmont is now part of ACO. In Kenya, we have three. We have actually three Fairmont properties. That is Fairmont Mara Safari Club, Fairmont Mount Kenya Safari Club, and Fairmont the Norfolk. Uh, we also have Moven Peak. Uh, we have uh, IB Styles. And then sadly, we have a Pullman, which was meant to open, but uh, the crisis didn't allow that to happen. And in the pipeline, we have uh, an M gallery. Yeah. yeah, the local tourism in Kenya seemed to be quite, uh, quite strong and uh, really supporting the tourism industry from the inside, I'd say. The Kenya Promotion Board is one of the, mm-hmm. from what we see from the outside, of course, is one of the most mm-hmm. active promotion boards mm. really across the African countries. There's a lot going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Tell me, mm-hmm. across the last few months of your work with a lot of properties on standby, some partially open and, and some others that didn't manage to open, managing the workforce along the last few months has been a challenge, to say the least. How did you keep the team motivated? I must tell you that um, this has been the most difficult and challenging um, experience in my career. I work in a brand where the average length of service is about 15 to 20 years. That said, we still have very many employees who want to continue to work with us. And uh, for those, we've had to have very many um, programs and being innovative about how to how to manage them. And some of those things that uh, we've done, um, Dolores, are not things that are very strategic. It has been things that are very close to their heart. One of them has been to focus on their well-being. Uh, because when the president announced the pandemic in our country, which was about in March, everybody went into a mental lockdown. And uh, that has been 
the hardest thing for every employee. So we have focused on financial management um, training and sessions for them. This has also been a time to re-engineer our employee value proposition. Uh, Previously, we've had a lot of focus on service essentials, uh, a lot of focus on on guest satisfaction. Uh, But right now, we've gone back to the things that really matter to people, uh, encouraging people to be more passionate about the things that they do. Uh, We've also had sessions encouraging people to take care of of the environment that they come from, and also to challenge the status quo. Communicating frequently has also worked very well for us. We've had to have a bulk SMS system, and the, the, the text messaging is around wish you a happy birthday, because now we are not able to wish them happy birthdays like we used to in the office and have celebrations, but they get a text from HR saying, uh, it's, your, it's your birthday and we hope you have a good one. For leaders, uh, sometimes we easily forget about the leaders and uh, we assume that uh, human resources um, leaders carry all the weight. But really, at where we sit, we forget that the leaders are the ones who are more close to these employees at heart. So we've had sessions for the leaders uh, about how to develop a culture of well-being, how to develop um, uh themselves as individuals, how to be business partners, how they should deliver bad news. And um, some of those have made the leaders continue to have conversations among themselves. You you mentioned that you've been in Kenya before, and I'm sure you realize that we are a very warm community, a community that just loves to smile. And um, we we don't just say jumbo out of... of, um, habit but it just comes from the heart so it breaks my heart to see what the festive season will be for our employees because before we'd have end of year anniversary awards we'd have had staff parties but that's not going to happen now like i said it it has been very difficult to motivate employees but we've got to keep going Absolutely. And I think you're doing a fantastic job. I love the fact that you are using the opportunities of working around the festive time to reconnect mm-hmm. with, your, with your team and also with your colleagues and senior managers at all levels. Many organizations in hospitality and tourism have used these last few months to reset. They use this time to retrain. And as you absolutely right mentioned, they use this time to reevaluate their value proposition what is it their mission their focus their purpose and a lot of companies have used this um, the opportunity to work with external consultants for example when it comes to re-energizing the team spirit and the, the mission and the purpose of a company have you had the opportunity to work with external experts across uh, the last few months that has helped you, they, that have helped you move forward with your company strategy? Um, that's a good question because um, right now we have a lot of support, not necessarily from um, out of the industry, but from the brand uh, global office. So I would say that um, the corporate office hasn't given us um, an easy time, I would say, because they're always revamping uh, everything, be it... Um, the programs on, on diversity, the programs on um, disability, the programs on um, empowerment. And, and I do know they're working with, um, with various companies because 
from within, you cannot um, assume that you have all that it takes. We have a super transformer um, session that is led from external. And uh, the external energy that that brings in is so phenomenal because when we all live together and in breed and, and um, see things the same way, makes it very difficult, especially at a time like this, that, you know, we have to reinvent ourselves. We have that in, um, in very many uh, areas, especially at brand level. Yeah. Who do you think is easier to train in this case? Because I always see, for example, having train, training the hospitality workforce is a challenge when it comes to uh, all levels. However, when we look at senior levels, sometimes they are harder to train. You're right. The senior management is not very easy to train. What any good trainer would do to ensure that they get a turnaround is to pick one of the senior management um, team members to be in the super uh, transformer uh, group. Because when your general manager is a super transformer, uh, he will not want to fail. And that will be part of his KPIs because uh, it's about how many sessions in the region did you have. Uh, And we sign sign contracts about, um, you will train about three sessions in a year. And we are really accountable as to how many numbers did you train. Like you're saying, when the senior level of management is, is in it, automatically their teams will be in it. In Africa, one of the biggest challenges is the connectivity and the data, the access to internet. It's such a basic thing that yet we tend to forget and we give it for granted that it can be a challenge. What medium... Yes. Did you utilize to stay in touch with your team? You're actually really right about communication. And um, of all the things I did mention about how we kept the team motivated, communication was the hardest. Because um, we, like I said before, a very social community. Uh, previously, we'd have the bulletin boards, we'd have, um, we'd have memos, we'd have um, notice boards and things. And people rarely read what they wanted to focus on is um, why did my colleague in front of his tell me uh, housekeeping said they have this and that going on so it is about um, what happens when you meet either at your daily briefs that worked more than what was written so now moving on to this pandemic and the, the employees are not coming to work every day they are not seeing each other every day the written medium didn't quite work. So at first we had uh, emails because uh, it is a a company policy that every employee should have an email. But the minute um, we closed shop, um, for lack of a better word, and uh, we had to to now be at home, employees were not interested on the emails. So I would keep sending emails and it didn't quite work. And then it hit me that we are actually overthinking this, um, what would I do if I was at home? And now we figured, what about WhatsApp? What about departmental WhatsApp WhatsApp groups? And then you have a leaders group and within the leaders, then they share the information to, to their teams. So that worked quite well. Yes, I guess it's a simple recipe and it works. In fact, we never imagined that event training, we could coin our training 
around just sending a link on text to the employees and they click it and they, they can have a, a 15 minutes a 15 minute session on, on well-being or on financial management which is something we didn't do before so let's okay. uh, so we I like that we've talked about how you practically kept the team connected and motivated and how I like also that you mentioned a practical um, training program that you all went through and then we touched point on uh, the leaders and the seniors you have seen how for example uh, the hospitality workforce has at some point of course felt hurt that the hotels were closed and they suddenly couldn't support their own families their salaries were cut and or whether for good or for a foreseeable future in this case we often talk about restoring travel confidence in travelers, but how can we restore that confidence with the people, within the people that are working in the industry? When we look at the hospitality workforce of your team, the domestic workforce, what is the mood? How do they feel? Right now, and you're actually very right about... Um we cannot ignore the impact that this has had on the employees and how they feel about the industry. Even within uh, our current establishment, only about 30% of the employees have left. And they haven't left to other brands. They have just left the industry altogether. The problem is not when we will resume, when we will fully recover, or how we will fully recover. But you're right, it's about how we will motivate the people who will be with us at that time and even how we will attract and retain the staff right now uh, we are working on imagining that this is pre-opening assuming that uh, these hotels have just been built and we're coming in fresh and um, the greatest challenge that we will have at the time that we open is not about whether these employees want to be with us, but what we did for them during the pandemic. And the hotel groups that will be able to, to attract and retain good employees, talented employees, are those that treated the employees really well during this period. Right now, is is actually not too late to imagine of things, of strategies we can do to ensure that we package ourselves as the employers of choice for, for those employees. Because it's not automatic that um, we have 100% occupancy. You call the casual that you called months ago and they still want to work with you. It's not going to be the same. What's the perception of the hospitality industry in for Kenyans? We are such a community of service. And you can tell that from the number of uh, eateries, the number of uh, roadside um, small businesses selling selling food to the bigger brands like ourselves. And you would find that in every family, there is a hotelier. If not a hotelier, at least somebody in the service industry. Uh, in my country, the, the highest highs are in hospitality. And the lowest lows are also in hospitality. In fact, uh, for me, I was never uh, a hospitality professional. I'm, I'm a human resource practitioner by training and by practice. But having now been in hospitality 10 years, I doubt that I would want to work in a different industry because I've learned what it feels to offer warm, engaging and sincere service without 
without overthinking it, the beautiful smiles I see of guests when they come in, how they treat people, it's, it's amazing. So there's a lot of acceptance and positive attitude towards them. Uh, the workforce in hospitality. It's a people's industry. I will never stop saying it. And in your work, I mean, you've been in the hospitality, you said yourself, like more than 10 years. You've had many experiences, but the last few months have probably been one of the most steep learning curves for many of us. What was your learning curve? I would say you're right that um, we've we've had the good, the bad and the ugly during this crisis. And the one thing that I quickly learned was um, people are not numbers. Um, You cannot just wake up and put names in an Excel sheet and and, um, pick, just assume that uh, you can let go of these people. Uh, We are human and we are so fragile. So I had to change my mindset. What I've kept very strong in my head so that I don't lose myself, I've only concentrated on the things I can't control. There are lots of things happening around me that I can't control. Bad news that I have to deliver every day. I only concentrate on that which I can uh, control. I will not bend over and, and stress for something that I can't reach. Beautiful. And I think it's a very powerful message because it is within the things that are in our control that we can then move forward and face what is out of our control with a positive mindset, with a stronger mindset. And I'm a strong believer that over the last few months, those companies who looked after their employees are going to be the companies that are going to succeed and restart faster than others when it comes to travel recovery. They will be the ones that will be dealing with a brand new breed of guests, breed of travelers. And I've seen, I mean, we just spoke about mental health on the podcast and travelers' mental health. And I'm very keen to speak about employees' mental health. What is it that has been done to support them? And I appreciate that every culture is different. Uh, Every country has its own um, cultural background and history and heritage and religion. And that is also influencing the way we see how we can improve and how we can work together. But it is in the small things, it is in the little things that the management, the senior managers uh, across an organizations can lead their team forward. And I think you're doing a remarkable job in, in, very in keeping things simple but accessible. And because of that, you are actually reaching more employees than what you were probably reaching before when you were when you were just in standard operations. So when we look at the months ahead, what will be your main focus? We are thinking around what to do to open the businesses uh, fully with lesser workforce. Uh, what we will do to introduce uh, more aspects of health and safety that were not there before. We never provided masks to employees before. Now it's um, it, it's going to have to be standard procedure to take care of employees and focus on their on their own health and safety. So what we are currently doing is um, to ensure first that the health and safety of the employees will be taken care of when 
all that is, is happening. And it's part of the, the bigger restructuring, ensuring that uh, the walk-ins, the cafeteria, the lactation rooms, even the locker rooms uh, will provide um, a safe environment first for social distancing. Uh, we are also thinking about what numbers of our employees can work from home. This is one of those industries that we never imagined that anybody could work from home. But moving forward, we'd have to think about having less and less people in the office, either putting in rotational uh, programs for employees to have few of them coming in in either split shifts or alternate days. Bita, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. I think we've had a wonderful conversation and we've touched many valuable points. And yes. And thank you to Dolores. I, I couldn't thank you enough for giving me an opportunity on your podcast. And, um, I, and I cannot again overemphasize that uh, I commend you for the work that you're doing. Just putting a lot of hope in the restoration of this industry, uh, not just hospitality, but hospitality and travel in general. You're doing an amazing job. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And good luck for the work I had. All the best. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? Whether you work in the hospitality industry or are planning to apply for the next job, I want you to be mindful of the training potentials of your next employer because HR and talent development are the lifeline of your future career within the industry. On the other hand, if you're working in HR and training and have listened to the show today, I want you to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcast now. I want to hear your views on today's hospitality industry and your challenges of tomorrow. If you want to catch up on the previous episodes, head over www.doloressemeraro.com forward slash podcast. Thank you and bye for now.